Hey, Titty Gang. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Tits and Talks podcast. My name is Gabby. And I'm Natalie. And we are so excited to have you here with us today as we help you navigate your health journey. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you learned something new. This is your friendly reminder that we are not medical professionals, and anything we say should not be taken as medical advice. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Woohoo! We are here with another Q and A. We had a lot of fun last time, so we are gonna do a series of mini episodes in the next coming weeks because Natalie has her beautiful honeymoon coming up. So she gets married. Marriage is what brings us together today. So we are going to do a mini episodes. Um, so we will be posting some questions on Instagram, or if you do have any other questions, you can post it in like the review section of our podcast if you would like. So just let us know what you would like to hear. You can do personal questions or anything having to do with health, and we will answer them on our next coming podcast. We will not answer any questions that ask us to talk deeply. <laughs> Just kidding. Yes, we will. Gabby will. I'll just say, yeah. like, wow. I like to get deep. Wow. Natalie's more of just the... Shallow. She's the... <laughs> Shallow level. <laughs> okay. So let's get started. This first one just asked us about how can you strengthen the hip flexors um, because they are tight after golfing. So <laughs> this is a, a whole... This is all going to be Gabby. Yeah. This is her type this of question. This is my, my physical therapy brain. So... Essentially, and this is for any muscle, so if you want to strengthen a certain muscle, look up the action of the muscle. So, for example, the hip flexors are in charge of flexing the hip. So, wow, <laughs> wow science. Um, so, anything that is going to promote hip flexion, so like bringing your knee up against gravity, if that makes sense, um, is going to essentially strengthen your hip flexors. And you want to make sure that you're not like externally or internally rotating the hip because then that is going to be um, like your external rotators or internal rotators compensating for weak hip flexion. So that's something to be cognitive about. If you do feel like your hip flexors are weak, it may be some sort of compensation of your other muscles. So you want to keep that muscle in the plane of its action and you can do that by doing it without weight. So just bringing your um, knee up to your chest in a standing position. You can also do it lying down in a supine position. Um, and yeah, you can progressively overload that. You can put a kettlebell like on your toe and do that with um, bending your knee up to your chest and then progressively getting it, um, making it heavier. And then you can also do that with like resistant bends. So you can get super creative with it. Yeah, if you're looking for a program to help with hip flexion or just overall hip improvement. There's um, a program called Bulletproof Your Hips by Vernon Griffith, mm-hmm. which I've done, and mm-hmm. it was amazing. Um, it was just six weeks. I think it was like 50 bucks for the program, and you have access to it for forever. But 10 out of 10 recommend his page for, like, mobility stuff. He has a lot of really great videos um, and a lot of kind of out-of-the-box thinking in regards to, like, just mobility in general. So love that. I'll link his little Instagram app thing in the description for this episode. But yeah, seriously, his bulletproof hips. I've always had hip problems because I 
tore my psoas in high school and it just never healed properly. So I've always had a lot of hip problems. And after doing his program, I felt a significant improvement with like just mobility and flexibility in my hips. And since stopping it, I now sucks again. So I need to restart the process. The compensation is. (laughs) Yeah. It went out the weekend. All the hard work went away because I didn't keep up with it. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy how that works. Crazy when you stop something and then it goes bye-bye. Okay, so next question. We have, what got you into fitness? You want to start us off, Nat? Sure. It's kind of a sad story. Yeah, Um, I know. I'm all me too. I'm all a lot of trauma. (laughs) So for me, I mean, I grew up always playing sports. I had very active parents who just enjoyed, they both came from like sport backgrounds and stuff, Mm -hmm. and they always just had to, just like to play sports with us. And so grew up doing a variety of sports, but you know, like... I feel like most athletes in middle school and high school and stuff, that was kind of all we did. We didn't really do, like, anything outside of it because a lot of the sports had, like, designated days for strength training and running and stuff like that. And I remember, I think it was my freshman year of high school, maybe eighth grade. I don't really remember the time frame, but I needed new jeans for school. And so my mom took me to the mall, and I always had wanted a pair of Hollister jeans because back in that time they were very it they're very popular and I went into Hollister and I'd never really fit into Hollister beforehand um and but you know since my like training for sports and stuff and I was doing more sports I was like okay like maybe we can try out Hollister this day and so we went into Hollister and I don't remember what size I tried but I think I tried like whatever size should have fit me and you know Hollister's lighting is very not the most flattering all the time and so I remember I was in the dressing room trying to get these jeans on and they wouldn't go up past my thighs. And so I took them off and I just like, <laughs> just kind of like stared at myself in the mirror and was just like really unhappy with what I saw. And I think this was the first time I ever experienced body dysmorphia or mm-hmm. not liking my body. And um, so I come out of the fitting room and I'm upset and I just tell my mom, I was like, let's just go, like, let's just leave the mall. I'm over it. <laughs> Literally in the middle of the mall, she's like, what's wrong? Like, what just happened? And I just started crying. In, no. the middle, <laughs> in the middle of the mall, I just started crying. She's like, what's wrong? I was like, I'm fat, mom. Like, I look disgusting. Like, my legs are, like, bumpy and they're so big. I've always, like, had kind of bigger legs, but they've always kind of been legs where it's like, are they muscular or are they just big? Like, you can, couldn't really tell, you know, um, when I was in, like, high school and early college and stuff. And so I've always been kind of more self-conscious of just, like, my leg size, especially, like, my best friends at that time and stuff. They were all super thin girls, and I always felt, like, the bigger girl of the group and always just, like, had comments made about my body. Like, I remember one time I was playing middle school soccer and we were scrimmaging the boys and we were changing into, like, the scrimmage jerseys. And I was bent over. I was in my sports bra and I was bent over picking something up and this girl on my team was like, you shouldn't bend over like that in front of guys because they can see your stomach rolls. But at that time I was like, oh, that's a weird comment. But I didn't think, like, negatively about it. I just kind of brushed it off. And I think it was just because I was young. And then in high school with this instance with the jeans, I just, like, that was literally the first time that I said, like, I hated my body and I didn't like what I saw. And um, (laughs) so there I am crying in the middle of the morning with my mom. And she, you know, she's like, well, we can, she's like, we can eat better. I mean, my parents did a really good job with eating growing up. Like, we rarely ate out, cooked a lot of foods. My mom, (laughs) bless her heart, she was one of those people who, like, anytime anything bad would come out about a food, she'd be like, oh, we're not eating that anymore. So, like, there wasn't a lot of sugar in our household to begin with. Um, 
but she's like we can you know we can clean up our eating a little bit more she's like we can get a gym membership and so my dad actually got a gym membership with me to planet fitness like the next day and he Mm -hmm. and i started going and he would kind of teach me workouts and stuff and um even though that came from a very sad like place it was very beautiful to have that much support from my parents and like to have that bond with my dad and that's something that like I'll always cherish like I look back at pictures from that time of like him and I at like snap eventually we progressed to snap fitness from planet (laughs) and then and then yeah and I think just then we started going yeah and then we started going to snap together and I think being around just people like Gabby who was a lot more like supportive of me as a person just Mm -hmm. based instead of based off how I looked and just very supportive about me becoming strong and feeling confident really helped um love you and actually I mean my love you too (laughs) but like my body dysmorphia around my legs is something that's always been there like even with prep and stuff I was super excited like oh my legs are finally going to get super ripped and defined and you'll be able to tell that they're muscular and not just chunky <laughs> and they didn't like I mean they got they got a little bit more well, defined but, but your legs are beautiful oh, thank you see that's just a beautiful example of like body dysmorphia and I remember um kind of just going into like the body dysmorphia just briefly like when I started CrossFit after bodybuilding my body dysmorphia was so bad because I had just come from being super lean into a more healthier phase. But in my opinion, I was like, God, I'm fat again. And um, at the time, he was my boyfriend, but now he's <laughs> soon to be my husband. Mm-hmm. But at the time, Garrett, he um, he was super into CrossFit. He's kind of the one that got me into it. And like after my last bodybuilding show on the plane ride home, he's like, I got you a membership to the gym at Big Barn. He's like, you're going to start doing CrossFit. He's like, because you need a mental break from prep. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Um but in CrossFit, it's very common to wear, like, super tiny booty shorts. And he had asked me, you know, why I never wore shorts to the gym. I was like, I just don't like my legs. Like, they just look bad right now and stuff. And um, he bought me a pair of booty shorts, and he was so excited to give it to me. And I I feel bad now looking back, but he was so excited to give it to me. And I remember when I saw them, I was like, what the fuck is this man doing? Like, I'm not going to look in this. He knows I don't like my legs. Like, why would he buy me shorts? Like what the fuck is wrong with him, you know? And he's like, go try. And, like, we were getting ready to go to the gym. And he's like, oh, go try them on and stuff. I was like, no, it's okay. Like, I'm already dressed. He's like, just try them on. I bought them for you. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. So I tried them on. And um, I remember I was in the bathroom looking at them. And very similar to Hollister again, I was just looking at them. And I wanted to start crying because I was like, my legs look so bad. Like, they squeeze my legs. Mm-hmm. It looks like sausage being squeezed out of a can. Like, I was like, they don't look good. And I come out, and I'm just annoyed. I'm upset. And he's like, oh, they look so good. And he's like, your legs look amazing. And I was like, no, they don't. Like, I look fat. Like, look at how they're squeezing my no. legs and all this stuff. And he's like, he's all just wear them to the gym. He's all just wear them to the gym. All the girls will love them. It'll help you feel better. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Warm to the gym, and sure enough, everybody was like, oh, my God, your shorts are so cute. Your legs look so nice, blah, blah, blah. And that really, like, that made me feel really good. So then I kind of forced myself to start wearing, like, more shorts to the gym. And now you'll rarely ever catch me in leggings. And honestly, like, like, I have a lot of leg tattoos, and I purposely started on my legs because I was, like, I wanted to start wearing things that showed them off. And if I had tattoos, that, like, kind of helped but uh so kind of going back to the question that was a long that was a long answer but um what got me into fitness was feeling absolutely disgusting in my own body and that no. realization that's essentially what got me into taking my fitness more seriously because mm-hmm. I didn't want to feel that way 
again, and little did I know that that is going to stay there, but it's just you learn how to handle it better. Yeah, and you learn through the process. But for me, it's a lot of – it's a sad story, but too. I'm like, I – I've always been active, too. I started in high school. I started dancing, um, and I've always – I don't know, like, really the point that, like, made me want to get into fitness, but I think it was more so, like, I didn't want to be home. <laughs> I think, like, I had a lot of trauma and not, like, a very stable household when I was growing up, um, and I just, like, didn't want to be at home, so – I just started to like kind of like delve into the gym and I would always be active. I liked like learning about the body and exercising. So I just started doing that. It was like my little outlet. I remember I would like go to the gym, go to dance practice, go back to the gym and then be like, okay, I'm going to go home now. (laughs) So that's kind of what got me into it. And then, yeah, I think too, like once I met Natalie, like we both shared that same interest and we started exercising together. Natalie kind of introduced me to CrossFit. You were the one that introduced me. It was like, I think it was. Cause oh, you're, yeah, kind of, because Haley was doing yeah, it. And like we, we wanted to try it out, but we hated all the gyms yeah. we went to. We went to this like, one. I remember we went to that one guy. Because like, we won something for that gym. The, was that it? I yeah, that like you won some contest for like you and someone to have like a free membership and like mm-hmm. personal training at that CrossFit gym. Oh, I don't um, remember that. I thought you took me there, and maybe, I remember him. Maybe like, I won something. I yeah, because we didn't pay for it. No, not at all. Because we couldn't afford CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, I remember he like told us to like make a whole like food list, and he went through it, but I don't think it was very like helpful. Well, I remember because he was like, um, essentially it was like we won like, personal training by a CrossFit coach to ease us into, like, CrossFit, but it was just, like, the gym felt very intimidating. Like, we walked in, and, like, everybody was, like, (gasps) macho, like, just looking at us, like, giving us dirty looks and stuff. I do remember that. And I remember there was, like, one workout. He's, like, all right, you're just gonna, like, take this, like, 120-pound barbell and, like, just put it over your head, and we're, like, what What? the fuck, boy? And, like, didn't it help? Yeah. So I was like, this is dumb. I don't like this. Like, yeah. he made me feel It wasn't very progressive. So that's something, a little tip if you are getting into exercising. Like, take it slow. Do exercises that are easy for you, and then you will slowly get better. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, that's kind of what got me into fitness, and I've been into fitness ever since. And I loved learning about nutrition and the body, and then I got into bodybuilding at such a young age, and then all of the crazy stuff happened. <laughs> it wasn't like... <laughs> Mine, like, getting into fitness wasn't, like, I think probably at that young age, I was still, I wanted to have a more muscular and toned body, but I don't think I had the same intention where it's, like, I hated my body in this, because I think I was, like, I was kind of, like, scrawny in high school. I remember looking back at pictures, and I was, like, a little scrawny little girl mm-hmm. with kind of a juicy butt. You know, yeah. You're <laughs> Just genetics. <laughs> I was like, oh, but then I had like little scrawny arms and I think I wanted to just get muscular um, and then also use it as an outlet to mm-hmm. kind of just get out of my house and have my own time. Yeah. And see, that's opposite. You know, I wanted to lose weight and mm-hmm. it's actually crazy now. Like I now Hollister is like my favorite jeans to wear because they're so comfy and I fit into like, or I shouldn't say I fit into the, I, the size zero fits me. Now, yeah. Which is crazy because like I'm smaller now than I was in high school. Mm hmm. And it's just, I mean, it was through, like, body recomposition. Yeah, recomposition. Thank you. Recomposing? Decomposing? Decomposition? Yes, I decompose my body. (laughs) So it's just crazy to, like, see. But I'm I'm a lot more muscular and stronger now. But I also have, in my opinion, like, a healthier, more pleasing for me and Mm -hmm. myself 
type of body than I did in high school. Yeah. You know, like I, I have like, I was actually playing tennis with my mom on Sunday and I have, I played tennis in high school and part of my uniform is like a tennis skirt. Yeah. And that's the only skirt that I own is the one from high school. So I put it Aww. on and it was actually really loose on me and I was like, oh, Aww. that's cool. But it's not, it's not like it's cool not. in the aspect of like, oh, it's cool because I'm smaller. It's just like, it was nice to kind of think about my journey and like how I got to being mm-hmm. okay with my body through whatever phase it goes through. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love you most. You're my best friend. Okay. Next question. If you could have any job in the world, what would it be? I think... Oh, that's hard. I know. It's so hard. I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't know. It's so hard. So there is... There's three that I really wanted to do growing up. Um, And one... So one of them is I really wanted to be a marine biologist. I love the ocean. I could honestly... If I could just float in the ocean and not die, I would... That's where I would live. I'd live in the ocean. (laughs) I was teasing Garrett at one time because I was like I think when we went on our cruise I was like I'm going to spend so much time in the ocean that my body's going to adapt and I'm going to grow gills and I'm just going to live there (laughs) because I I just love the water like to me the ocean so calming I think it's so therapeutic yeah it's so therapeutic because you realize how insignificant you are because it's so vast and there's Mm -hmm. so much and it's so cool that like there's just a million things swimming with you no I really wanted to be a marine biologist but specifically work with sharks mm-hmm. I love sharks sharks are so freaking cool definitely my top three favorite animals mm-hmm. um so that was one job the other one that I wanted to do is I really wanted to become a prosthetic engineer um and build like prosthetic prosthetic limbs specifically for veterans and that stuff um but in order to do that you had to get a biomedical engineering degree and me and math we just don't get along fucking don't get along no matter how hard I try we don't get along I realized that I don't know and also like the college that I went to they didn't really offer biomedical engineering Mm. same with you know living in a desert they don't offer marine biology and so going out of state for school is just not really in the game plan Mm -hmm. and then I think the other thing um a pilot that would be really cool but not like a like southwest pilot i don't want to be responsible for flying that many people welcome to southwest this is natalie your pilot we are <laughs> we are taking out bitches like no i don't i don't want to be responsible for flying that many lives like just yeah. a little like small plane i think um i don't want to say his name but one of our friends from high school is he's a pilot now do you know who i'm talking about mm-hmm. yeah i was yeah. like that's super cool i always yeah, see I him at the gym and he's really yeah mm-hmm. i used to when i went to choose but i would always see him and he's like yeah i'm I work this, and I have a call in, like, a couple hours, and I need to go fly someone somewhere. I'm like, dang, that's pretty cool. I think it'd also be really cool to be, like, a wildlife photographer. That would be awesome. Doing these trips on, like, I just went to the national parks. I went to Zion, Grand Canyon, and Bryce Canyon. But just seeing all the beautiful photography and wildlife and flowers and all the scenic views, that would be really cool Mm -hmm. to be a photographer. Yeah, I think those are my Your top top three? three-ish four i think i, I think wildlife photography so trumps pilot for me yeah. actually now that i think about definitely it, because you just see like you just, I just get experience animals. yeah and it's so beautiful nature is just so beautiful and experiencing the world and i think too it'd be cool to go into different cultures and photograph those moments and kind of show the differences between all humans and kind of show all the similarities that we have and all the differences mm-hmm. and learn through that i think that would be really cool yeah i How think about you I don't know. This one's so hard for me. I would want to do something like that I can help a lot of people. I think I'm, I get a lot of, 
a lot of satisfaction with seeing helping people and like seeing how much of an impact you can make in people's lives. I think it would be really cool to be, this is kind of random, but be a singer. <laughs> like I, when I was little, I remember I wanted to be a singer. I remember I would sing and like record myself on my phone and be like, yeah. And then like listen to it back and like, no, I can do better on that part. <laughs> I can definitely hit this note better. And then I would do it like 10 times and my brother and sister would be like, shut up. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe there would have been a, maybe there was a scouting agent at that open mic night and maybe you could have been a fucking singer. <laughs> no, do you remember when American Idol came to town and we were like set, like we're going to go and audition? No. Yeah, we were set that we were going to go audition and I remember like telling your mom. And <laughs> what the fuck? Don't take, I mean, don't take me not remembering personal. I don't remember yeah. much from my childhood. <laughs> no. I, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, we, it, they came here in like a bus and we were going to go audition, but... Yeah, I just think that music is so, it's so beautiful, and I know that there's, like, some certain songs, especially in certain seasons of your life, that kind of resonate with you, and then you hear them back, and it kind of reminds you back to that time in your life, so I think creating music and songs would be a really, go ahead. What song do you feel is in your life right now? Like, what's, what? What's, like, my song in this season? season, yeah. I don't know. That's hard. I don't really have a song right now that I can think of that I like, because I know in certain seasons where I would like listen to a song over and over and be like, in my feelings, like, oh, yes. <laughs> but right now, I think I'm just like, I'm on a good, a good little vibe right now. I feel like school's going good. All the people in my life are, I feel like are meant to be in my life and I feel, I feel satisfied and good. Mm-hmm. There's still some struggles, but that's with everybody's life. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I really like that song. Um, let me pull it up real quick. It's called Unstoppable by by Sia. Can you sing something? I'm unstoppable. Oh, that one. Okay. I don't know the actual lyrics. I just put it on in my song. But I feel like that one's just so empowering. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with us starting the podcast and everything, all the changes that are happening in our life, I'm like, oh my God, we're unstoppable. Oh, see, that's cute. Yours is unstoppable. Mine is Lost by Bring Me the Horizon because I feel very lost right now. You're doing great, sweetie. Because there's You're so much great. change. I'm just like, but it's fun because like the music, it's just like a little bopper. It's like that. And then they're screaming and I'm just like, this is great. I love this. This is nice. I feel lost. I'm glad they feel lost. We're all together. We're all lost. Every, at the end of the day, everybody, everybody's a little lost. <laughs> Nobody knows what we're doing. No matter how old you are, you're not going to get to a certain age where you figure life out. So... It's just a journey. Just ride with it. Just vibes. Learn. Learn no thoughts, and just vibes. Yeah. Learn and just take every challenge that you have and take the lesson with that. Because you can't control everything. Alrighty. Was that Is it the just a question? Oh <laughs> yeah, I forgot what's all. Did I answer that question? I don't know what else. I think like you said, a wildlife photographer would be cool. I think it would be cool to be a full time traveler. Oh, me too. And like be able to promote companies and stuff like that because that's me and I Ryan's like all time. Really? So actually we should start like a group should. thing. A couple. Yeah. A what is and it with we four can, people? <laughs> well, me and Ryan, we wanna get because there's this one trip that we took and we rented a renovated van and mm-hmm. we went to Yosemite. But that's like our ultimate lifestyle that we want to do and like kind of do like a youtube channel vlog type and do that actually so for our honeymoon we're going on um like a four three or four week road trip to a bunch of different national parks and we're going to be vlogging the whole time and kind of like rating all of them and then i'm also using that opportunity to make 
like, because we want to eat healthy and still exercise the best that we can. So I'm going to use that opportunity to make videos about like how to eat healthy on the road, how to still like do body weight exercises. So if you're listening to this, watch it. Help me plug. Help me help me reach my goal of just being full time travel. (laughs) Watch my shit. Like it. Rate it. Support me. Thanks, guys. Share it. Save it. Whatever the algorithm does. Whoever whoever does the most, I'll give you a dollar. I'll give you a kiss. Just kidding. Yeah. You want a kiss from Gavin Sanchez. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. I think think a full-time traveler would definitely be, like, my all-time goal. Yeah. That would be amazing. Just because I'd love to experience. I just want to travel and I don't want to pay for it. Well, I can't pay for it at the moment. But, you know, like, because it's expensive. It's so expensive. I mean, you can do traveling in a affordable way if you have, like, me and Ryan, we went in our, we camped in our Forerunner. Mm -hmm. And, like, you can build out stuff, which is a little bit more affordable than doing Airbnbs and stuff. So it's definitely, or hostels. Hostels are fun. I've stayed in a hostel before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those ones, I mean, I don't like to stay with people I don't know. I don't trust people. Mm. I did in Africa. Oh, yeah. I stayed in a hostel in Africa. You've had a lot of people, cool experiences. Yeah, Yeah. but it's definitely, you can make it affordable, but it's, like, not as luxurious. Which is fine. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, like, the luxury is nice, but then there's other times where it's really cool to be able to be fully immersed in that culture. And I feel like you can't get that in luxury hotels. I think it would be really cool to go to a place that has, like, a tribe that's not really, like, exposed to, like, a lot of, like, the human society and kind of just, like, learn there. There's this guy, and I, I need to get his name on Instagram, or not on Instagram, on YouTube. Zach and Efron? He, no, Zach Efron. <laughs> well, he has that, didn't he do that thingy? Yeah, he did, but it was more traveling the world and oh. doing that, not, like, mm. in tribes. But there's this guy that specifically goes to places that aren't... They don't have social media. They don't have any type of technology, and it's just living off the land, and it's so interesting. I'm like, damn, that would be really cool to go and learn because they literally are hunters. Like, they are animals in the wild, basically, and they are a part of the ecosystem and food chain because they, like, hunt their food and all that stuff. I'm you like, should hey. watch The Green Inferno. The The Green Inferno? What mm-hmm. is that? Yeah, it's about tribes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Is it – are you – is it bad? Is that the one where they, like, sacrifice and what? Is it, like, a gory one, the one that you talk about? Yeah, the cannibal one. Okay, yeah. The no. cannibal tribe. <laughs> oh, I don't want to watch that. I think it would be cool to learn from them to an extent because yeah. part of me feels like I get what that guy is trying to do with it, but at the same time, like, I don't want them to feel like they're tr- like they're being exploited. Yeah, and know? he, that's, like, his whole thing is, like, he wants people to just, like, be more aware and he has, like, a whole disclaimer where he... I don't know. He's a good person. I'm going to... Because isn't there... I might be thinking... We might be thinking about two different people. Because I know that there's one, like, dude that was going around, like, interviewing tribes and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure he got, like, stabbed or oh, killed. Yeah. No, he doesn't do that. Okay. He's, like, very, very respectful. <laughs> That's and good. he, like, t- fully immerses himself. And his whole goal is to just inform people about the different tribes and how to be respectful and just, like learn their culture but yeah yeah, it's really cool like when I was in Africa like they still have um tribes like tribes and stuff Mm -hmm. and they they have two specific ones and when I was talking with one of um a a male who was part of one of the tribes um I believe it was Zuli tribe but uh yeah just some of the stuff that he told me is insane and it's yeah it was just like mind mind boggling sitting there hearing that you know, the stuff that they do today, and I was just like, yeah. oh my god, this is... 
insane. Crazy, yeah. Let me know if you want an episode about Africa. I probably yeah. won't talk about what he told me just out of respect for their tribe because yeah. he could get in a lot of trouble for telling women about what happens, specifically yeah. women. So we won't talk about that, but just like the health differences would be. That would be all really mine. I'll just sit here and comment. Comment <laughs> and look pretty. You always look pretty. <laughs> okay. Um, so that was, that kind of like took a little detour, but what were we on? I don't know. The job. Okay. So this one's a good one. How do you deal with people that are not supportive of a healthy lifestyle? I cut them out. Cut the, I mean, there's a certain extent. Sometimes it's like, if it's, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's hard because I think it, it takes a lot of healthy communication in order to explain to people why you're doing it and why it's important to you in order to live a healthy lifestyle. For example, if it's your husband or if it's someone that's like an integral person in your life, your mom, your dad, or whatever it is, like I think you do need to have a serious conversation with them and explain to them how, why it's important. Like I want to be able to be with our kids when we're older and like be able to pick them up. And this is why longevity and health health, is important to me. You know, you need to give them those reasons. And if they don't understand, essentially that's a different conversation, but it's all about being open and honest with those people. Um, and then finding ways that you guys can do it together. I think if it is your husband, like find a type of exercise that you guys actually do together. If it's not going to the gym, like maybe you guys like going on walks together or hikes together, you don't always have to go to the gym in order to be healthy. You can, find different ways to be active and if you guys like to go to classes together whatever it is find something that you guys can do it together Mm -hmm. that way maybe the other person doesn't feel like oh and it's not bad I think that's like so unhealthy if they think like oh you're doing this and making yourself better I hear a lot of that where it's like husbands or even maybe wives don't want their partner to get healthy and look better because they don't want other people looking at them and like that red flag, big red flag. Like you guys definitely need either to like go to therapy together or um, have fight. a serious conversation. Would you say fight, fight, fight to the death? No, <laughs> fighting is not always bad, but don't just be healthy. Have a healthy conversation with your partner and learn how to communicate. Yeah, I think it depends. I mean, I feel kind of like what you said. You know, if it's a partner or someone very important in your life. And it might just be a lack of communication, helping them to understand or giving options to kind of make it a little bit more supportive. Yes, definitely. But I mean, in my journey, there's definitely been people that I've had to cut out of my life because just they weren't serving me the way I needed it. Um, They like weren't, that sounds weird. They weren't serving me. They weren't, (laughs) they were bad servants. (laughs) But I mean, like, you know, for instance, like I definitely had some friends in college who just, kept me in a dark place and it came to the realization of like you know what I don't foresee this person um supporting my needs and giving as much as I am so I'm snip snipping um but kind of like what you said you know since along the lines of trying to find stuff that you and your partner can do together you know if it if it is your partner that's not um necessarily as supportive or things like that or kind of against what you're doing, um, you know, I do unfortunately have a lot of clients with this scenario or like clients that live at home and family members and stuff. And so what I encourage is showing them that 
nutrition and exercise is something that can be enjoyed and that can have a lot of autonomy with. And so, you know, if if it's around food and like eating certain ways, what I always encourage clients to do is like sit down with your family or whoever it is that you live with and come up with like a menu plan for the week, you know, think like list out some foods that they enjoy eating, list out some foods that you enjoy eating. Um, and so then that way they feel involved because sometimes when people go on their own health journey, it feels like they're isolating themselves from their partner or from their family because, you know, a lot of times we get into this mindset of like, oh, someone's on, you know, a nutrition journey or a diet, like they can't eat with us or they can't, you know, they have to dedicate X amount of time to the gym, and, you know, in some situations that may be true, but a lot of the times, you know, it's, it's still important that you have meals with your friends and family, especially during a dieting phase, but learning how to incorporate your needs and your goals along with their needs and their goals. And so choosing like making menu plans, um, and kind of figuring out what everybody wants, or sometimes what I like is, um, you know, like have, have your partner choose a type of protein that they like and you choose a type of protein that you like. And then, you know, same for carbs, same for fat sores, veggies, things like that. And then make all of it together and make it fun. Like have a glass of wine, play some music, like make it a date night and then cook everything. And then that way you have so many mix and match choices. Like let's say your partner doesn't want to have chicken for dinner. Well, if you made steak or like ground turkey, they can choose that. And then the next day, but you can still have meal time together. And so, yeah. There are ways to go about incorporating support from your partner, but like you said, it comes, it all comes down to communication. You know, you have to express what your needs are and why it's important to you, but you also have to be able to understand why your partner or whoever it is may be feeling the way that they feel about the journey that you're on and just finding, finding an area where you both feel supported and heard. Mm -hmm. But also there are some times where that's just not going to happen and then it comes down to you of like, how big of a role does this person play? Like, do you need them? Would you be better out cutting them off or just setting very strict boundaries? Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that you you need to learn that not everybody, not everybody in your life wants to see you be successful. Like there's some people in your life that are very toxic and it doesn't come up until you start being successful and they're not supportive. I've definitely had people in my life that once you start doing good and like you're achieving all these things they're like oh oh you think you're better like things like that those are definitely the people that you either need to cut out or have really strict boundaries with where it's just like okay you're not like an essential part of my life you know like Mm -hmm. I think you really need to gauge and find those people that are very supportive with you like me and Natalie like I we push each other you know I'm so happy whenever she achieves something and it's the same with her. So you need to find people like that. And then when people do show their true colors, whenever you are being successful or you're in your healthy journey and they aren't supportive of that, like assess it, assess it. And, but do it out of a place of like compassion and curiosity, you know, so Mm -hmm. that it's, you know, a fair, just a healthy conversation. Everything can be solved with healthy communication. And if they do not reciprocate that healthy communication, did I say that wrong? Reciprocate. Reciprocate? Reciprocate. No, that also sounds sounds weird, right? (laughs) Reciprocate. If they do not reciprocate. I don't know. Hopefully you know what we mean. (laughs) If they do not do that word, then you just need to assess, is this person serving me and are they good for me and my goals and where I want to be in life? So it's all about that. Be Just have healthy communication. Practice those boundaries with people Mm -hmm. and... Do stuff that is good for you, not good for what other people want in your life. And just remember that, you know, unfortunately at the end of 
life, like you're all that you have throughout everything. So you need to put yourself first. But you can also do that in a way that isn't selfish. You know, I feel like a lot of people are fearful of putting themselves first and demanding what they need because they're scared about being self selfish. And I, I feel like there's definitely a difference. Oh, yeah. There's healthy boundaries and then there's toxic boundaries. All right. Last question. Is it possible to gain muscle without having to go to the gym? No. Just kidding. Yeah. Is. <laughs> no, you have to go with the iron. Seven days a week, three hours a day. You must drink the blood. <laughs> No, I think this is a great question because I think the misconception around health is that people think that they need to go to the gym in order to achieve a certain body type, which is not true. There are so many different realms of fitness and movement is movement. So whether that's hiking, whether it's body weight exercises and you're doing body weight exercises at home, you can do a lot with like a resistant band um, bundle, you know, those things that you get from Amazon. You can do so much with that. Um, not even that, but biking, if you're into swimming, there's so many different rounds of fitness and health that you can do. You don't have to go to the gym and lift weights in order to achieve a certain body. Yeah. I think you said it firmly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yes, like there is a lot of benefits to strength training, not only for aesthetic based stuff, but also just like bone density, things Mm -hmm. like that. But I mean, that can also be achieved outside of the gym as well definitely as long as there is just some resistance on your body whether that is the water and swimming or the holding in yoga or the biometrics yeah you know so i think what is most important is finding a way of exercise that you look forward to doing so you stick with it that is the thing you need to be consistent with your movement in order to get results and so you know i mean some of some of the best weight loss that can happen is just from walking yeah you know and so it's just it's you don't have to go to the gym you don't have to like if the gym really causes a lot of you know anxiety or you just hate it or you just don't feel welcome there or whatever like you don't have to keep forcing yourself to go you can find other ways of exercising because like abby said movement is movement you know um yeah just finding different functional movements and just do it's fun. You only have one life, like we always say, and you want to be able to enjoy the things that you're doing. Don't do it just because other people are doing it or whatever your reasoning is. If it's not pure intentions and something that you truly enjoy, do something that you're going to enjoy and look forward to every day because that's what essentially is going to make you happy and successful in life. So, yeah. yeah. This was our little mini episode of questions. Um, let, again, let us know if you guys have any other questions. We're going to be posting polls on Instagram. So reply to those if you do have any personal questions, health questions, all that good stuff. Or in the review section. Yeah. Thank all you, right. guys. Well, thanks for listening and sticking around for this many episodes. And it's very appreciated. And Yes. Toodles. Bye. I'll talk. <laughs>